You have 17 voice messages. First voice message. What's going on, dude? You son of a bitch. You can't stop it. I just said that today. End of message. I got a big plan. Big idea, bro. Big idea. Message erased. Next message. We're still here. Enjoy it. So DG. Occupy Dave and Giggles. End of message. Next message. Seriously, guys. Fourth. You know we do a radio show, right? I just want to say that we never claim to be a comedy show. We just <laughs> entertain. You son of a bitch. I'm freaking out. Freaking out. You look so good right now. Give me a chance you want to leave. Dave and Giggles. Dave and Giggles. Really big. Message erased. Buckskin Revolution. Right, why don't we start this over again? Why don't we do we just start this all over again? No, keep it. Keep it. This is good. Hold on. Right. I got to get well, you bigger. Nia. Wonia, who got there we, go. there we go. Wonia Tebow joined us for forty minutes. Yeah, uh, she gave forty minutes of her time. I think she was yeah. outside of some like grocery store. Where yeah, was she? She, she wasn't in the store. best of audio you missed, places. You missed the first ten minutes. I will find out where you were, which is pretty good. <laughs> it was good. It was. Uh, good. I do yeah, want she to hung say, out and talked to us about survivorship. It was really great. I do yeah. want to say, though, that uh, I do want to apologize for the audio. So she recorded. I don't know what she was recording on, but it sounded a little blown out. So you just got to bear with it. What's going on? Yeah. Over there? My kids are like using the, uh, the little car above me. I got to get this uh, sealed. You know, I need like a sound stage. You, have you seen Emily's sound stage? No. We should send her a Zoom link. Let's send a send to her right now. Send yeah, to her right uh, now. See if she. So I'll forget it. I, I don't know if I can do this. Let's see. Well, maybe I can. Let me see. I, don't, I mean, just forward her the thing. Yeah, no, I know. I know. I know. But it's I just wanted to be a, a present host with you, Dave. I know. Well, I mean, we can cut this out. Or yeah, leave no, it in. no, let's, let's leave it in. Let's leave it in. So uh, I did want. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, well, Nia uh, was on Alone, which is on Netflix, which you could watch right now. Season six. Uh, and then what was her website again? It was uh, buckskinrevolution.com. Buckskin yeah. And then she had a whole bunch of stuff that she what she plugged at the end, which uh, uh, I, I, I want. She had a lot of things. Out. She's she's like a out. teacher. She's uh, and I, I wanted to talk about her guest we had on a couple weeks ago, Craig with ecotoneny.com. Yeah. That guy was cool. He's been he's uh, cool. he teaches people how to 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 be a carpenter basically. Yeah. Carpentry, I guess. He was outside. I was following him yesterday on Instagram. He was out in the park, um, cutting. I think he was making. He was had a whole bunch of kids, and they were making Thor hammers. That's amazing. That's pretty cool. That that gets kids. That kids kids uh, like jazzed. And they were all out. They're all sawing. You know, they're all they're all sanding. They're all making these like Thor hammers. You know, and doing stuff with their hands. Yeah, and there was no um, uh, nails involved. It was all like getting that like the the handle and the head together oh you know? seriously like yeah, perfect cool. perfectly that's pretty cool it's pretty cool pretty cool. yeah uh i filmed an indian wedding how'd that go indian fusion wedding what is an yesterday. indian fusion wedding well so he was black black guy and okay. she was indian and they oh. had like a mixed sort of bag so uh but they were young and uh really nice it did go over it did go over like an hour and a half and i was like damn it and I kind of wanted to be a little extra though. They give you a little extra cash. No, no, <laughs> maybe they will. Maybe they'll, t- you know, maybe they'll maybe see they'll the video and tip, tip me, you know, tip me at yeah. the end. As, so uh, was it, I, I saw pictures. You put a couple pictures up. 
I felt like nobody was wearing a mask. Nobody was wearing a mask. That's the vendors were the catering staff, a couple you, of the uh, the wedding planners. Uh, the photographer was not. The you were not wearing was, a mask. No, the photographer oh, the wasn't. Photographer. I was wearing a mask. I was like, yeah. you know what? I whatever. Like, you know, I, I'm married to a nurse. I, mean, I, I trust wanna, science. You don't want to risk risk something for that's not even yours no. you know no You're i mean like for a wedding something. and i was yeah. like ah, i'm not gonna there's people from all over i mean that's the other thing too is like if you're around your normal crew you know I, I i don't mind so much but i was like you know what i'm just gonna wear a mask and it's not just for me but for like everybody else yeah. so dave and giggles uh, we're not too political but we do support mask wearing we support like masks wearing the yeah. right thing to do right we're not too smart but we still no. wear a mask but know? i'll listen to smart people that's the other thing i mean sure and i'll marry I mean, a smart person i know exactly but here's the thing you go out there you're coming home and the lady's family's like right down the road you you don't want to get them sick no no you know? no i don't want to get anybody sick no uh-oh so then, oh oh, oh yes Yes. Oh my God. What oh my is gosh. going on? I love it. I love it. It feels good, right? It, it feels, it feels right. good. It feels right. <laughs> it just... Oh my Dave, do you have dreadlocks? What's going on? Do you no. have cornrows? No, I just got the hair tied up and it looks oh man. You should get some cornrows. That's yeah. your quarantine look right there. Oh, it's just nice. super greasy oh. and long. I gotcha. Yeah, it's just Jeez. super greasy. <laughs> You're looking good. You're looking, uh, the arms are looking kind of fit. I don't know if it's the position. There you go. You got, oh, like, yeah. Some fit shoulders. Where are you? Where are you? I'm just sitting in a park. Uh, it's more like just a patch of grass in a development because yeah. that's, you know, You're the PA suburbs. House, right? Yeah. That's yeah. Fine. Mountain PA. You so if you've just, uh, we didn't get really an intro, but we got Ems McGee. So, uh, <laughs> and you moved out of your, your basement studio, your subfloor studio. <laughs> During the pandemic yeah, really, to go out to, uh, yeah. to, uh, to Pennsylvania, which is, I think, the, the good move. You needed to get out. There's no reason yeah. to stay. And I was, I was just telling Dave about your – sorry. I was just telling – I know you'll, we'll get to you. I was just telling Dave <laughs> about your voiceover box. Do you want to yes. do a little uh, – and, and feel free to plug yourself and plug the box because <laughs> uh, you've been killing it. Plug it. Uh, yeah. Well, I got this thing called a Studio Bricks uh, booth. It's a VO booth. It's like a double walled insulated, uh, like self-contained thing that was delivered to my parents' tiny driveway in like an 18 wheeler in this huge container. And it was a, a massive <laughs> thing to put together, but now it's like. And it's I'm, in your like, house. It's just like this giant yes. room in your house. Yes. Well, it's, it's within a room. It's like, it's like a phone booth, maybe two phone, phone booths. Booth. Okay. It's, it's tight. It's yeah. about the size of my old apartment. But wow, that's really big. It, yeah, it's it's nice. It's it's like a little cubicle. I you ever just like take naps room. in there because it's like so quiet? Just... I I you know I go in there for like phone calls when I want to just like talk shit about my family and stuff. So. Nice, nice, smart, <laughs> so smart. Okay. Like a, a sound booth, you know. It oh is yeah, I have like a sound. Yeah, I have like a you know just noise proof uh, you know little isolation chamber. It's great. That is nice. Um, yeah, no, it's good. I I've been. I mean. It used to be that you could, you know, do VO from your closet with a blanket. Maybe you still can, but because everything is remote now, you have to kind of like be a professional studio at yeah. home. So, bit. yeah, I'm not know, doing VOs when I'm in my closet with a blanket over my head. That's I'm not doing VOs. We all know that. Yeah. All right, EmilyMathisonVoice.com. Correct? Yeah. Is that the uh, the website? It's just EmilyMathison.com. Oh, all right. Oh, Matheson yeah, with two T's. What are you recording you. right now? You know, you I'm say. doing a lot of 
I'm under strict NDAs right now. Uh, no, I'm doing a lot of like how to go back to work safely, how to go That's back funny. to school safely. Yeah. These, <laughs> uh, you've got a good like medical voice, like medical yeah. advice voice. Oh yeah. Like, like I did this t- back to school thing that was very sort of depressing. It's like find little breaks in the day where you can have the kids take their masks off and like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> find exercises where they, they can stay six feet apart and keep the windows open. So, you know, but it, it kind of feels good to be like, yeah, I'm helping people, yeah. you know, get back into this new world. And so, yeah, did a, did a, a spot for a suicide prevention. Oof. I'm just like really trying to like Jeez. get out there and, and like really save lives. In on the, uh, the, the apocalypse. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I got it. So did you I get rid of the apartment? Is it gone? The little it's apartment? Gone. It's gone. It's gone. I love the, that little apartment. It was a good spot. It was, it was like good. A, it was good. I, I, uh, I left on like about March 14th at not knowing that I would never go back just sure. to kind of get out of the city before they did like a shutdown. And uh you came it came clear as i continued to live in a three-story you know like farmhouse basically with a yard that like i i went back to get some stuff in my apartment i was like i can't ever live like this again all right you get good show thanks emily guys all right happy to be your filler yeah you're you're always a good (laughs) always welcome (laughs) always good uh you know just link between segments yeah enjoy pennsylvania Thanks, guys. (laughs) Take care. Later. Bye. It'd be funny funny if she uh, she didn't hang up and she was just like hanging on, hanging on, hanging on, hanging on. We're like, all right, you can leave. All right. Without further ado, you got to edit this. Bonia to Bo. I do edit this. You do have to edit this. (laughs) All right, I'm leaving. I gotta go. I'm gonna go later, buddy. I gotta go get some stuff. Are you editing this before you go to Richard? I'm going to edit this now. All right. What All do you right. think the best 10 minutes of that was? Um, I don't think there was any good 10 minutes. <laughs> All right, buddy. All right, later. Good show. Good show. How are you? Hi there. I'm doing all right. I, uh, this is not the setting I would normally do this in. I'm sitting in a Whole Foods parking lot to talk to you right now, so it's a little bit awkward. <laughs> That's, that's run, so yeah, that's what happens when we schedule it on the same day as it happens. Yeah, and, and no worries. I mean, I'm I'm just thrilled that you were able to talk, and wherever you can do it, I'm I'm thrilled with. Uh, my co-host Great. is running late. He's a photographer, so he's running back from a shoot. He'll be here any minute. Um, cool. Okay. But, uh, uh, how are you? I'm generally I'm doing well. I am absurdly busy right now and um just i think i'm just kind of actually coming to the grips with the fact that everything i've been doing in terms of like drawing people into what i'm doing and what i'm offering is working and i'm not at all equipped to handle the amount of attention you know this is my sixth interview in like the last seven days and um yeah just trying to get a grip on what my life looks like now and how to handle all of the attention coming my way because it's totally unprecedented yeah so what did you what did, i mean because you set up the online teaching stuff and you you cut you're coming off the show what did you expect and then what actually like what what actually happened after you came out of the show sure well i mean so it's been it's been a year and a half because the season that i was on 
um, showed last summer. So it was on this time. And so it was the fall of 2018. And, um, and the online teaching, that was just kind of one event because of coronavirus. Sure. But I didn't know that the show was going on Netflix. And the attention that I got from Netflix um, all coincided with when I was doing this online skills gathering. And I just had no idea it was coming. So, you know, it, it was like enough attention that I could feel that okay before, but then I wasn't expecting the huge new burst of it from the Netflix thing. Yeah, so, so I'll, yeah. I'll give you a little back background of where we're at. We're not in any way short, uh, any way like a uh, survivalist type people or or like we, we've been on a lot of camping trips where we've gone for like weeks at a time and we love the outdoors. Um, but we, we've been doing this for like 10 years now and um we love to talk about different shows that are on and i was like hey mike i just started watching this show alone it's on netflix and i didn't even hear about it before and i got so wrapped up in it and specifically your story it was un it was really great i really really loved your story but um and then i was like mike you gotta watch this and then he started watching <laughs> and got so wrapped up into it he would send me texts in the middle of the night being like she ate you know like she ate it i can't believe it. But it was just like we got so wrapped up into it and then like um i wanted to make this a surprise for him but honestly, it was I was so excited that you were coming on. I told him. So now he's really excited, too. But uh, <laughs> he'll be here pretty soon. But uh, when, sure. when, how do you say your uh, last name? I, I can't. I can't so, so my first name, yeah, both are hard to pronounce. Wonia, actually, Bonilla. is my first Bonilla. name. Great. And then my last name is Thibaut. Thibaut. So it's French. So it has, like, five letters to make one O sound. Wonia Thibaut. Thibaut. It's a beautiful Thibaut. name. Yeah. It's a beautiful name. Thank you. Yeah, I like it. So how has, uh, uh, I, uh, I will get, I want to get into the show and all, all sorts of stuff. I can talk to you for hours because you're so fascinating, <laughs> honestly. But how has, um, how has uh, the pandemic treated you? Like, how has it impacted your life? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I mean, people, people might hate me, but I have to say that it has been, it has benefited my life. Because, you know, so much of what I do is geared towards teaching people to do more with what they have, to be in connection with the land around them, to, you know, use their hands and their, their minds and connect with the landscape to help meet their basic needs. So, you know, wild foods and building, you know, crafting for the things you need. Um, and, you know, for the longest time, I've been teaching these things and trying to convince people why they matter and why they're important and why we shouldn't be relying on stores and why should we should be doing more for ourselves and all of a sudden corona hit saying, and it's doing all my work for me right as you're saying this in front of a whole foods i just wanted to point that out for <laughs> <laughs> this is the closest place yeah i'm not I, I didn't actually come here to shop but i can i can tour you to my car i have half a deer worth of jerky drying really? in the back of my station wagon in the parking lot of the Whole Foods right wow. now. <laughs> now did, did you, did you uh, kill the deer yourself? Or was this something you did by uh, yourself? No, it is not. It is not hunting season right now. So it season, would be, no. yeah, no, you, you generally hunting season is in the fall right. when the rut is on. So yeah, there's no legal hunting seasons unless it's like uh, to control populations right now. But no, more and more states are legalizing roadkill, picking up roadkill. So part oh. of what I do is I educate people about 
you know, how to know what's safe to eat and what isn't and what to do with it when you've got it, how to, how to assess things. So I just filmed a bunch of courses um, based on, based on roadkill and how to know whether or not you can eat it and then what to do with it once you've decided that That's you can amazing. go ahead. So I've got a hide. I've got the hide soaking in a bucket right now. I just pressure canned the deer mm -hmm. meat until 3 a.m. last night, That's and then the, the jerky is in my car. I would love some of that jerky. I wish I was in California. I would, I would love some of that jerky. Um, um, Giggles has joined us. Mike is here. Um, Great. How are you? There he Thanks is. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Mike. I'm sorry I'm late, but I had to stop at Burger no King problem. to get an impossible Whopper. Because <laughs> I was starving, and I didn't it want to be starving. just like joke. me. It tastes just oh, like yeah. Me. Heaven forbid you starve when talking to me, right? <laughs> I know. Of all the people that tell that, tell that to. Yeah. I know, it's funny. When I first came out, I was like, the next person who tells me I'm starving when it means they haven't eaten for a few hours, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have a talking to them. But I'm kind of used to it now, so, yeah. That's but amazing. we can talk starving. You weren't starving. I wasn't. I wasn't. So what's the longest you've been? Has Dave given the intro? Has Dave given the, I mean, uh, the proper we, intro? We're kind I don't, of like, yeah, we I don't haven't really. So. We haven't really. We were just kind of warming up, waiting for you. But uh, if you want to give the intro, my, uh, be, my, be, be the guest. You were the late one. So, so I, I get to do the intro. All right. So uh, if you're just tuning into Dave and Giggles, we have a very special guest. Her name is Wonia, right? Wonia? Wonia. Wonia. Shit. I already, I already ruined it. Wonia. <laughs> and she was the second place, uh, or I would say runner up on the, the last season uh, of the latest season of Alone. Season Which, six. Uh, so, season six. Season six, yeah, because season seven is actually on air right now on the yeah. History Channel. Well, I, I don't have cable, so I'm... Uh, yeah, right, Netflix. lots of folks that's, don't. That's the yeah, only Netflix. one that matters. That's why everyone is watching you. That's what's so amazing about it, is that, like, we only... I only got turned on to it because it became a Netflix thing. It's really... Totally, yeah. Fact that you I wish they had told me that was happening. I was so unprepared for, like, inviting millions more people into my experience and all of the huge new wave of interest and messaging that was going to be coming. I like was us. like completely blindsided right. by it. David Giggles. Yeah. Once, once you got an email from David Giggles, you knew you would hit that second wave of fame. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. All right. So I, I got to ask, because I, I, I enjoyed the show. It was a nice, relaxing show to watch before bed because there wasn't a lot of drama. It, the, the cinematography <laughs> was beautiful. And I just, I fell in love with it. And I, I, I gave myself probably three days before I'd hit the button and say, I'm out, I'm done, you know, like <laughs> and it started, but it, you know what, it's, it started me on this path of looking how to, how to really I say like take care of myself, but all right, maybe I should learn how to start a fire without like, you know, uh, the, the tools that you're going to get at a camp, mm -hmm. camp store, you know, maybe I should, you know, I've been seeing these rabbits running around and I was like, if I had to skin a rabbit, could I do it? I, I the HOA would definitely not approve of that, but, uh, it's it's helped i would say helped me become a, a bigger man or a better person because i'm starting to like just kind of be like all right what would i do in this situation and i, I definitely yeah. die i would definitely should throw one person in there that just has no yeah. skills whatsoever and see how long they last <laughs> it's just like the idea of like putting a regular person in the olympics you know it's like seeing how fast those people really are and like seeing how like people like us would not last 73 days in the arctic it's true they could use more comparison yeah. not that i mean i think that you would be surprised what you're capable of capable of if it really came down to it and that's yeah. the thing is you know i went out there not wanting to be put on a pedestal and be like oh i'm gonna prove what a badass i am but wanting to represent the common person not that i don't have a big skill set going in but i want people to know that 
you know, this is what we evolved to do. Living wild on the landscape is why we're in the bodies we're in. And if our ancestors hadn't been able to do it, we wouldn't be here today. So we all have that capacity. It's just so few of us have chosen to test it. But, um, you know, if there was no, no Burger King, no Whole Foods, no what have you, I think that you would find that you were capable of more than you thought. Uh, I definitely do. I do. I definitely think. I, uh, but here's the thing. Like most people aren't made to live by themselves, right? Do you have like the pack? You have like the hunter gatherers, the people that are sure. watching the kids at home. I and think that's, the those mental, are some really extreme. Yeah, conditions. the mental, the mental capacity of being able to survive 73 days with just your own thoughts. Like, how was that? How was the 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 mental part of it? Yeah, that's a great question. And you know, honestly, I didn't, you know, that was way longer than I'd ever been on my own. So I thought that it was going to be fine. And I didn't really know going in. But it was never an issue. I never felt lonely. I never felt isolation. You know, I'm, I'm a naturalist. I have been spending time in the natural world since I was a kid. But like, I, you know, I have a master's degree in environmental science. Like, I love this stuff. I love learning about new places. I, you know, I have a big background in botany and ecology, such that I, I get wild landscapes and the Arctic ecology was something I hadn't experienced. And it was fascinating to me. And I didn't know a lot of the plants, um, or, or like the birds per se, but I knew the relatives back home. And so I brought that sense of curiosity and learning and fascination. So there was always something new, you know, to, to draw me in. And I felt such a deep connection with the land and the plants and the critters around me that they just became my community right away. And I wouldn't have had that if I had had other humans. Like I couldn't have dropped as deep into that landscape if I had been distracted by the social. So in that way, the isolation was amazing and I loved it. It was one yeah. of my favorite parts about it. The one thing Did that you, was really, uh, I just want to, well, one quick question, then you could jump in. One thing that really intrigued me was um, basically like whenever, you know, the, the, everyone would get a long stretch of like where they don't catch something and like you go a couple of days without eating. And when you finally do catch something, like basically it was almost a hundred percent where they would just break down and start crying. Yeah. And I think you, you, you yeah. did as well. And like, and I, oh, yeah. and that was, I felt like the biggest connection to your environment that I could, I could imagine be having. And like, what was that sense of like finally catching something of, and, and starving and not having a yeah. And just to be clear, it wasn't like days, it was weeks often yeah, for me, like crazy. weeks. I went two weeks before I got my first game. Um, it's hard to describe, honestly, because it's so visceral. It doesn't come in words. And the longer that you're out in a wild landscape by yourself, the less linear your thinking becomes and the less language, you know, when you're not using language to connect to other people, you, you engage in such a different way. Um, and so how, how to describe it? I mean, I just think that it is such a valuable experience because so few people in our world ever experience what it is to be truly hungry. You know, like we have what we experience as hunger, but that's really different than literally having almost no calories left in your body. Um, and so, yeah, the sense of gratitude, the sense of connection, the sense of you are what you eat, you know, um, it's just a whole nother level than anything you've ever experienced in your life, frankly. Um, and there are no words to describe it, but you see it on the screen. Absolutely. Right. Every time you see someone get game after not having any food for a long time, there's no, there's no editing or filtering that, yeah. right? Like it is 
it's very, very moving. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, I, I, my my biggest I was the biggest fan of the shelters. I think that was the favorite part yeah. for me was like building like a shelter, you know, because I think some uh, who was it had an awesome shelter and it was just like I think it burnt down. I mean, they, they, it was just it, I mean, you spend so much time in that place. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. It, hey, just to give you guys a heads up, my I'm on my phone. I was going to try to get in on my computer and maybe I'll try that and call you back from my computer. But my phone is a little bit low. So I'm either going to have to switch to my computer or go to my car, in which case I'll be able to see all of the drying jerky oh, in that there. That would be great. Um, but, the, but it'll be really hot and uncomfortable for me. So <laughs> not my preference. Um, Why don't you, yeah, take, yeah. A, take a minute. Okay. You can yeah. come back to us. Get come yourself, back whenever uh, you're ready. Yeah. But if you're going to ditch us, let us know. <laughs> don't, like, leave us and not say anything. Well, I'm going to. I'm going to keep you on my phone until I'm signed in on my computer. So hopefully there'll be a, an enough. easy transition here. A lot of yeah. technology for a survivalist. I know. You know, come on. <laughs> I mean, this has been crazy. Like I've been diving into, um, yeah, David asked me how my life is, is different these days. And part of it is that I'm spending so dang much time on screens and computers because I'm trying to field all of this stuff. I'm trying to really, you know, provide people with something because part of why I did the show was to inspire people and to show them what's possible. And so I'm trying to actually then have a place for them to take that. Um, so that looks like, you know, having a much bigger online presence than I've ever had in my right. life. And there's, you know, lovely things and hard things about that. And, well, everybody's yeah, I'm a not critic. great with I mean, technology. You're gonna have, you know. <laughs> right. Um, I don't. I don't know where you're at as far as uh, jumping in with a question, but if if you're if you're if you're willing to answer, I want to know what made you decide on your birthday that that was going to be the day you pulled the trigger on leaving. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. And um, so there were a bunch of different things. So um, one is that I had a medical check coming that day, so I knew that. I was very unlikely to pass that medical check. Um, I, I had been getting underweight warnings for a long time, and I knew that, um, yeah, that it was getting pretty dicey for me. So that was a big part of it, was recognizing that I was probably going to get pulled, and up until the last moment, I had really felt like I was never going to tap, and I was going to be there, you know, until I won or until I got pulled, and, and I hoped that I wouldn't win too soon because I loved being on that landscape so much. I didn't want to leave before I really had to. But um, once I got my first weight warning, then it became clear to me that winning probably wasn't going to be an option. Um, I was too, too deeply underweight. And um, at that point, I started sending, setting little goals for myself. Like, okay, if winning isn't what's going what's gonna to work for me, then, then what's, what's success? And at first I defined that as like eight weeks would be amazing, right? 56 days. And then I started getting game again. And then I was fine at 56 yeah. days. And I was like, okay, great. So what's next? And then I said, day 70, 10 weeks, 10 weeks living by myself in the Arctic. Obviously, like that would be amazing success, that. And then I realized, and then that happened too. And then I realized that my birthday was only three days past day 70. So it's like, oh, well, being out here till my birthday Boom. And then I also had this whole prime numbers thing out there where like prime number days were really significant. Um, every time there was a prime number day, something special would happen. And so my birthday cool. was my 43rd birthday mm -hmm. on day 73, both prime numbers. And I was like, oh, 
that's amazing. Um, and, but then I still thought that that was like, that I would stay until they pulled me. But then I had this epiphany day, like 71, that this journey wasn't just about me. It was also about all of the people watching me who were going along on that journey with me. And I didn't want to demonstrate something counter to my values, like staying out until my body was done and having it look like I was putting money and winning a competition above my own health. And I thought of all the young women, particularly, you know, women are kind of taught that our bodies aren't for ourselves, they're for pleasing men. And to have a team of male doctors being the ones making the call to yeah. pull me out of the wilderness it's rather than me call. choosing that for myself. Right. Yeah, it's not their call. And so that's why. So it was because I knew that I had like mere hours to decide to be pulled versus to make my own choice. And, um, you know, beautiful. Uh, and it, it co coincided with my birthday and with those prime number days. So that's a big question and a big yeah. answer. <laughs> that is a big question and a big answer. Go ahead, so this is, this yeah. is a very male question because I was, I was watching the show and I was <laughs> – I'll just preface it as this, but like, I was like, oh, uh, you know, these, these, the men, the men, the men is, are going to win. A man is going to win. And then I saw like the females kind of like, you know, like, oh, wow, you guys are still in it. And like, do you, and, and I was, I don't say like surprised, but I was like, you know what, I, if a woman's going to do it, I think, you know, um, my question is like, do you see yourself, hold on, hold on. I'm getting it. I was just, I was impressed. I, you know, and I, uh, do you see yourself as an inspiration to sort of like survivalist women or just like women in general that like, it's not a man's world. Like it's uh, women are, can hold down the fort and survive and have mental fortitude to do this. Cause I think just the sort of general thing was like, Oh, uh, a man's definitely going to win this. Yeah, well, I think that that exact attitude is something that I think is really unfortunate and something that I wanted to counter for sure. And um, yeah, I definitely went in wanting to represent a lot of things, wanting to represent um, ancestral skills and like low tech and homemade gear versus fancy high tech gear, wanting to represent the attitude of connection and reciprocity rather than domination, you know, and like man versus wild was like sure. the, the counter to what I wanted to be. I wanted to be like, woman with wild or person with wild. I also wanted to represent women for sure and let them know that we are, you know, not only every bit is capable, but like there are some ways that we are, we're more equipped for survival situations like that. We have lower metabolisms, you know, like the gene pool rests with us where, you know, one man can repopulate the world, but one woman and a whole handful of men, you're only going to have one baby out of that scenario. So like physiologically, genetically, you know, evolutionarily women are set up for to be survivors and and we're not represented that way in the popular culture and i think that's unfortunate so absolutely representing that was super important to me i was rooting for you and as a uh, mm -hmm. as a fellow like uh non-military hippie type i was rooting for you <laughs> I, was, I was proud i was proud to be one of one of your side you know what i mean so i, yeah, I gotta ask yeah. um you came in second place did when did they tell you when they pulled you you were like you're the second to last one, you know, or did they, they didn't tell you. No, they didn't. But, um, but the people back home knew because, you know, when you're getting close to potentially winning, they let your people who might be the one to come and get you uh, know that it's getting close. So they let me call my mom on my birthday and she told me she wasn't, she didn't know that she wasn't supposed to. So <laughs> I knew I honestly, I also had a pretty intense intuitive sense. Um, just so you guys know, I'm like, my computer isn't logging on very easily here. So, um, I might, if my phone dies, I might lose you, and then I will have to run to my car and plug you in. Okay. But we'll cool. see Good what we can do here. Good to know. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so wait, did, couldn't you have just then said like, oh, I'm the second to last one? Oh, then I don't, then I don't pull myself. I'm just gonna- Oh no, this was after, I, I had already been pulled by them. Yeah, you don't know anything. Oh no, you're in the chopper. Out. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I wasn't even in the chopper. I was in the ER. It was like eight hours after I'd been how pulled and I was you, in the ER. How long were you in the ER after? They they were just doing it to check me out. They didn't do anything to me. They just like did some blood work on me because um, there's this thing called refeeding syndrome. And when you've starved um, for a really prolonged time, eating food can be really damaging to you. And they didn't do as good a job with managing that in early seasons and mm. people did get really ill. Oh. So they wanted to make sure, you know, that, that I was okay enough for food essentially. And so that's what the ER was about. Wild. What was your first yeah. meal? What was your first like real meal? Uh, well, you know, it's, it wasn't like that because I was on a refeeding program. So part of the thing is I was like, I'm going to give myself the gift of food for my birthday. I didn't know I wasn't going to be allowed to eat. So I was on like bone drop and pureed vegetables for a while. Wow. And then oh, they would geez. introduce like a couple crackers and then maybe a cracker with a little smidge of butter on it. Wow. But you know, like, yeah. So, so they're it, watching so, you so for like weeks like after. A meal. Yeah. Yeah. Not, it was a couple weeks. Okay. That's good. When, uh, when they would come and do their checkup. So we, we've gone camping for like, you know, not 73 days, but like no. I've, we've gone like group camping where there's like six of us or whatever. And like, we've been in the woods for like a week at a time. And I remember seeing someone outside of our group for the first time was always like, mm -hmm. how do I talk to people again? Did you have that sense coming out or at least during the checkups? No, uh, you know, I just, I felt like, I mean, it was weird. It was quite it, like hearing the helicopter come in and all of a sudden weird. you go from your isolated little camp to all of these people. Cause there were like five people who would come in, you know, there's like a safety person and a survival person and a medical person and the camera person. Cause they would film the interactions. Um, so yeah, no, <laughs> um, yeah. it was, yeah, I, it was, it was disruptive, but I, I don't know. I felt like I rolled, you know, I was mentally, yeah. emotionally really strong. Um, it yeah. wasn't like much more so when I was out there and I would interact with them. And I had no problems interacting with people when I got out, but I just felt very, very raw and vulnerable. I just didn't want to. I mostly just interacted with the woman who was in charge of my refeeding program and then the medic who was looking after me. And I was kind of like shut up in a hotel suite only interacting with them. And that's how I wanted it. I did not feel ready for, for the world of people. Um, and after, yeah, so, so it was a slow adjustment. And then even after I got back, I was happy to talk to people one-on-one, -on -one, but it was really hard to talk on the phone or like email or any of those kinds of things. Anything like that this. wasn't face-to-face. -face. Right. Yeah. This would have been really hard for <laughs> me when I first came difficult. out for sure. Technology, yeah, definitely. This? We know you're refeeding yeah. and you're on bone broth, but we got some questions for you. <laughs> Um, right. Yeah. No, wouldn't case, have happened. In case we lose you, I do want to talk about like what you're doing now, and, uh, and yeah. I also want to talk about the ancestral skills. I want to like what exactly? How would you define ancestral skills? Uh, so basically, you know, the, the skills that our ancestors used to live. So anything that kind of predates modern technology and mechanization. You know, most people would consider ancestral skills more like pre-metal age, pre-iron age. So a lot of like stone tools and those kinds of technologies. Um, but I mean, certainly I use a knife all the time. You know, I'm not, I'm not married to stone age technology, but a lot of the thing, you know, hunting and gathering and crafts basketry and making bows and arrows and all of those kinds of things um, 
hide panning, you know, has been a big focus for me. So my, my business is Buckskin Revolution. And it's not because buckskin is all I do, but I feel like buckskin is kind of a symbol of the modern ancestral skills movement. And it's a way that we can carry on our body, our relationship to the wild world. Um, you know, clothing is something that most people, depending on your environment and whether you're in the tropics or not, but most people are wearing clothes every day. And so to me, most people. wearing something, most people, most yeah. people. So, <laughs> wearing something that's closely connected to the wild brings that into my daily life and is a visceral reminder. And that's really important to me. So that's part of why I use buckskin as a major tool for reaching those places with people. And it also happens to be an amazing process and amazing material and like superior to modern cloth in all kinds of ways. So Very cool. um, yeah, buckskin, all kinds of great things about it. Buckskinrevolution.com. They can go and check it out. Yep. Mm -hmm. cool. Yep. And I'm just starting to put out online courses. That's, oh, that's totally new for me just because of COVID. I used to do all in-person teaching. And then I also have several books that I'm working on. Um, one of which hopefully should be soon, you know, like out relatively soon and just in the editing phase of that. Um, that's so cool. So what would, yeah. uh, what, what, so like, I know we're, we're, we're a few months into this thing, but for someone who is struggling with like, the being alone during quarantine what 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 advice would you give them being someone who was alone for 73 days you know like uh, you know what i mean just kind of that mentality yeah yeah that's a great question and you know i think that it takes a lot of intention and for me so much of my time out there was about mindset and so yeah, i think we, we live in this very very entitled culture where we you know, think that we have a right to have everything that we want at the drop of a hat whenever we want it. Yeah. And, you know, that is a very, very new thing. And so I think that, that you know, we do better when we cultivate um, in, our, in our daily life a relationship to, you know, sitting with our wants, sitting with needs for a while, and then being able to discern what our wants and what our needs. Um, but also, you know, in terms of mindset, looking for the positives and looking for the gifts. Like you will always find whatever you're looking for. And if you want to look for things to be bummed about, they're going to be easy to find. But if instead you catch yourself falling into negative thinking and you're like, okay, well, what is the gift in this challenge? Like what is the gift in home quarantine? Are you getting to some projects that you never thought you'd do? Are you cleaning out the refrigerator that's been full of junk forever? Are you connecting more with your family than you used to when you were on a tight schedule? You know, are you learning some new skills mm -hmm. because you have the opportunity now to do it? So, you know, whether you focus on the positive or negative is a choice. And the more you make the choice towards the positive, the more that becomes a habit and it gets easier and easier. So that would be, that would be my advice to folks That's is great. to, yeah. And, and to look great, for yeah. other ways to connect. You yeah. know, there are all I, kinds of connections out there. They just might be different than what we're used to. Right. Like this, for instance, like this. I, I, right. I, exactly. I answered no to all those questions. So uh, I am <laughs> not becoming a better person. <laughs> I, I think that, that um, the show, and especially for, for us, like uh, the viewer, is it, it was it really it really drove home a lot of what is happening in the real life. Like the idea where you're going yeah. into an environment that you don't have an end date, you know, you don't have, and you, you have this kind of like, I have to get through this and I'm going to be kind of isolated from the world. There was so many similarities that were really, really, really strong to me as I was watching it. And I was, I was really, 
I was really rooting for you, and I felt like the sense of like commune with the with your environment, like you you really articulated it really really well, and uh, that's why I wanted to have you on, which which I really thank you for coming on. Um, I guess there's real no there's no real question in that, but I, I, I have a sh- I have a shop talk question. <laughs> yeah. Did you have uh, rechargeable batteries, or did they just have a Pelican case oh, chock yeah. full of fat batteries? For the cameras yeah that's a great question um both so some of our batteries we could recharge we had you know like a, an anchor battery that we could plug stuff into oh there she goes we lost her we lost her good show good show wonaya not wonia no not wonaya wonaya t-bone t-bone that's how you say her last name she said it to me i still can't remember wonaya t-bone yeah, I think that's how you say your last name, Tebow or T-Bone or something like that. She was great. I don't yeah. know if she's going to come back. She might come back on. Like, yeah, but that was uh, really good. And I'm glad I got to uh, bring her on for you. As, as uh, Oh, that was a big surprise. I like that we're just both drinking beer. And she's like this <laughs> naturalist. And we're like, ah, I, I was late because I was eating Burger King. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was starving. Mm. I also like how you asked her uh, about, uh, well, I knew a man was going to win. I but, didn't say uh, that. I meant to say, I, I, <laughs> you, you would oh, think man. a man, well, I mean, I mean, a man did one win, yeah. so, but he's, he's like superhuman. That dude was, that dude you know, was superhuman. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to try to talk to Jordan, but, uh, um, so what, what's yeah. your first skill that you're going to learn your survival skill? Oh man. I, I do think that, uh, um, I would love to learn how to make a fire with no with nothing like with like the string, like the string and the, and yeah the stick. yeah that would be amazing God, but yeah. i feel like it all depends on your environment you need the right amount of like kindling and stuff like that oh yeah and i can't go do it in the park you know so <laughs> you could <laughs> i think the one thing i really learned from this show was um that especially from her just like being in tune with your environment no matter where you are she was in the arctic circle like she was like somewhere she's never been probably never would go back you know like but she she found it she made one with it and it was yeah. very beautiful uh, we should just go out in the woods and just build a shelter you know like build a little house their shelters are so good yeah they are shelters good like are filling so it good. in with moss and yeah tar oh god yeah oh, we die man. we would definitely die well, I give us a week, a week or two. A week, yeah, I give us a week. But two I mean, weeks without food—that's terrible. That's all, oh, terrible to do your body. That's so bad. I mean, I don't I'm get amazing. breakfast, and I'm angry by the afternoon. You know, like oh, I know. I know. <laughs> if you don't get your Burger King, you go yeah. freaking mad. Yeah, I can't even. Can't I even last two hours. To, I did want you to tell the story of the the dog. Oh, to her? Well, no, not to her, but to to <laughs> our fans, to, uh, to our people fans out there. She, and why didn't I skin it and use the hide of the, the spaniel? The one thing she was telling me, um, did you, you heard her talk? I heard about, about the roadkill. Yeah, so it's roadkill. So they recently in California made uh, roadkill legal to pick up. Okay. So she, she has a whole thing where she goes and picks up roadkill and like converts it to clothing or Shit. food. And that's, that's what the Buckskin Revolution. Buckskinrevolution.com, baby. Yeah. Jeez, oh. um, yeah. That's interesting. What do you got over there? I don't you think she's coming back. No. I had some notes. Uh, do you think? Do you think a woman can win this show? Yeah, I was. I didn't really have my question. Uh, sort of. <laughs> That's all right. You 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 did good. Yeah. Uh, here was. Um, I found um, the. You you get to bring ten things with you. Oh, what? Did, yeah, what did she bring? I want. She to ask brought that. sleeping bag. 
okay. pot, uh, a ferro rod, which uh, what it's is for the it? fire? It's for yeah, the fire. that's right. That's for the fire. A knife, bow and arrow, a saw, a pretty big saw, a multi-tool, fishing line and hooks, mm. paracord, and emergency rations. I did want to ask her about the emergency rations and if she ever got to eat it. To use them. Did. I'm sure she did. And I've, yeah. I've been early. Jeez. I mean, she went weeks without eating. That's yeah. insane. That is crazy. crazy. I have been seeing, I have told you, I've seen some like bunny rabbits running around. And I was like, you know. You know what you should do? You should learn how to trap. I know, like little snares. But I feel like I'd snare my cat. You would snare your cat. Yeah. So apparently my cat has been hanging out at the neighbor's house for like three or four days. And uh, the neighbor told me he was uh, eating a rabbit, my cat, the other day. So Wasn't he's been, he's been catching cat rabbits. That uh, caused a whole bunch of damage to the, or is, is it yeah, that one? Yeah, same cat. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, you're, that cat's a wild cat. I know. Here she oh, is. Oh, she's back. Hey. She's back in the car. Look at that moonroof. I, I, I know you'd have a moonroof. You'd have to have a moonroof. You know, you can't just be closed hey off. Hi. Uh, let me, I think my headset needs to be reconnected. Oh, you really are drying meat in your car. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm really literally drying oh. meat in my car. There is my jerky. Does yeah. your um does it does it smell? <laughs> does it smell like, you know, like a hot jerky car? Honestly, yeah, a little bit because I didn't get it drying. Um it because I had to leave the windows closed and so it got like too moist in the car. And so some of my jerky did end up getting tossed out because uh let me just, I'm getting back. No, I'm getting back. Okay. Right. Well, it's a yeah. good thing you're not like a Lyft driver to make ends meet. Because like some person would get in the car and yeah. be like, what the hell is going I mean, on? Why does this car? I'm really into it. I yeah. can charge extra can I get a, for Can I get one of these to go? <laughs> you don't even have to like use your hands. You could just nibble it. Hey, here's, here's my headphone. Um, so I, I threw out the jerky that was gnarly. So now it smells fine. But at first it was a little funky in here for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah, but oh, no, yeah, yeah, straight up, you are looking at my deer. That's amazing. So that's roadkill. That is straight up roadkill that you found and then converted to jerky. Yes. And did you use the skin to make something? Uh, the skin is soaking right now. I'm going to be, sorry, just uh, re <laughs> reoriented. Um, I'm going to be scraping my friends tomorrow. Oh. Um, so, yeah, I have not yet tanned the hide, but I will be. That's great. We were just going over um, the 10 things that you brought with you. And the one question I, was, I wanted to ask you. What, yeah, I figured you guys would be having good conversations. Yeah, we were, <laughs> we were just speculating on everything. <laughs> but uh, what was the emergency <laughs> rations? Sure. The emergency rations and how quick, how, when, did you, when did you do? Uh, I don't know why they say em the emergency thing is weird. I mean, they're just they're just rations and i don't know the the signal isn't as good now i don't know if you guys can still hear me okay right now you're but, doing good yeah right now it's good okay great okay um so basically it's a food ration that you use however you want the emergency word is just kind of weird in there but so you can so one of your 10 items can be a food ration and but it's only two pounds of food so oh, okay. what i brought was pemmican which is essential. That's what I'm making this jerky for. So pemmican is basically dried meat mixed with fat and dried berries. So it's kind of like a, a solid wad. And it's one of the highest density foods with a lot of calories and a lot of nutrition because you've got the protein and you've got the vitamins from the berries and you've got the fat. And so I choose that as a ration because 
the fat I knew was going to be super critical. And, you know, it's kind of silly bringing two pounds of food because it's so little. I mean, you're talking like, you know, a wad that I could hold in my fist yeah. um, or between, between two, two of my hands, you know, not that much. But in my case, I think it was critical to why I didn't suffer from rabbit starvation. You know, all I had was a handful of lean rabbits and squirrels, but I had the fat from my pemmican, pemmican and I rationed that. I mean, I had my last bite of pemmican the day I left. So 73 days, I made those two pounds of food left. Wow. And while it's not really good to spread out your food from a calorie standpoint, you're better off like eating enough food for one day and then fasting for three days mm -hmm. rather than eating a quarter of the amount that you need for four days. But having mm -hmm. fat allowed me to process the protein in those lean animals without getting sick because of it. Wow. Really thought this through. You really thought this through. That's <laughs> why I really thought this through. through. In botany and ecology. Yeah. Uh, I have a question for you. Uh, if you, I know you're an adventurer, survivalist. Uh, if you could go on any adventure or sort of voyage in history, what would it be? And I, I asked this because wow. I did a little, uh, little uh, reading into Lewis and Clark. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, Lewis and Clark. Montana, and then I found out they didn't let York go, the slave, after all that, that giant trip, you know, like this, the Clark was like, yeah, you know what, you're still going to be a slave after all of this, after like <laughs> years in the wilderness, saving his life, I was like, kind of a douche move, you should have let the guy go, you know, that's so true. That, that was a little that's bit of a tangent. I, that was the first thing. Yeah, that's the first thing that came to, to my mind, too, except except for exactly that. I mean, they were real douchey with the Native Americans as yeah. well. You know, that's right. the thing is, like, all lots of these trips would be interesting. But, like, history was pretty douchey on all kinds mm -hmm. of levels. To women, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. being a woman on the Lewis and Clark expedition? Yeah, no. No. Not, not no fun. Good. So, you know, like, there are all kinds of adventures. I mean, honestly, the adventure that I had... That, I mean, that was pretty amazing, right? Oh, like, my. it's hard to, yeah. So, you know, I mean, there are, there are really cool things about all different time periods, and there's a lot of crap that we've worked our way through that's better now than it used to be. We still have a lot of crap to work yeah. through. I mean, that's kind of where we are right now. I feel like as a nation, we're, we're kind of like going, wait a minute, things were not great. Things were not great in the past, and maybe we should think about those things, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's, yeah. that's the good thing that's coming out of all of this, I think. I hope. I hope there's something exactly. that yeah. comes out of all this. My, uh, my answer is Marco Polo. Yeah. I'm going to ask my own question. Marco. I'm going to answer my own question. I think Marco Polo <laughs> went on a pretty, pretty crazy trip. So. Did you bring salt and pepper? That would probably be the first thing. I'd be like, I'm bringing salt and pepper. I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah. Those are not allowed. No, no. you don't get condiments. No, like a little bit of ketchup, <laughs> like a ketchup packet here or there, you know, for your Burger King. You know, it's funny. Actually, on the very last day, so like we had, we were all together for like nine days before they dropped us. So we like pre-launch. There's a base camp where you're learning the cameras and you're getting some first aid stuff, and they're telling you how to represent, you know, how to how to notice frostbite and hypothermia and stuff. And, um, and we would have tea, you know, and we were gorging on meals. One of the very last days I found shoved in the bottom of one of my pockets, a tea bag no. from, from the tea. I had, like, I had no idea that I'd brought it and I hadn't checked 
every parka pocket, I guess. So on my birthday, I had a cup of freaking tea oh, that had been in my pocket for, for three months that's of like smoky, so good. It wasn't even that good anymore. No. It wasn't, it wasn't, not the flavor, just like rolling around in the bottom of my pocket. <laughs> but the idea, I remembered like the idea of tea, so that was yes. nice. That is really nice. That, that's a little treat, you know, like yeah. I probably, I was thinking that myself. I was like, what like secret compartment? What would I put in there just, just for me for one special day? Hey, <laughs> tea makes total sense. Yeah. Well, the Coffee. answer is salt. Salt. No, yeah. seriously. Salt, like not having salt is really, is really a major issue. And people, you know, had a lot of issues with it. Luckily, there's a little bit of salt in my pemmican. So mm. I didn't have the issues that a lot of other folks had. Um, but yeah, no, it's like actually really, really dangerous to go a long time without salt. So if you had a secret compartment, you'd be much better off with salt than with, with ketchup salt. or tea. That's that's the first thing that I yeah. thought. I was like, Did where where's the salt? Where's where are people hiding the salt? Because I would totally bring the salt. Did the producers uh, find any contraband? Yeah. Like uh, this contestant's got a couple joints in his pocket, you know, something <laughs> like that, or some. Uh, <laughs> Some, some mushrooms. Get, like, that would be way against your contract. You would get in. You could get kicked <laughs> off for sure. Yeah, that's that's definitely in the contract. Um, so no uh, weed. You can't bring any weed know, on the the trip. It can't be like. <laughs> uh, that is that is very strongly stated in your contract. No, whether or not anyone has done it, I can't answer. I didn't, no. but um, you know, I would not be surprised if someone has managed it. But they would be real self. They would not be telling you in a radio interview. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing but i did not carry any controlled substances out there with me no that's, that's not true. what nature's about you don't need no. that in nature i mean sometimes you know. it is but not Some, this time well not if you do time. then nature provides it you yeah. know that'd be amazing yeah. i'm always thinking of that i don't know if you ever saw revenge of the nerds where booger they they oh God, this is a <laughs> random reference but the, all these nerds are on the island and they just like find a bunch of weed and he's like we've got bush and all the nerds get high. Anyways, all right, that was it. <laughs> Unbelievable. I remember, I, I never thing. watched it, but I remember that being fun. Like, I remember when that was a popular movie, for sure. Yeah. Uh, last question before we go. Did you uh, find anything cool on the, on the shore? Anything that was like, you know, it just showed up and you're like, this is a lifesaver. Yeah. No, so, you know, I have a, so I have a YouTube channel and I did a ton of talking about my time out. Um, and my YouTube videos back when my season was on. And right now I've been doing talks about the current season. And it is crazy how much stuff people found yeah. in their locations. I found basically no trash, like a couple of rusty old tin cans and one Pepsi can that had washed up on shore, which I think is because my spot was very sparse, like resource sparse. Yeah. You know, I didn't have big game. I, I didn't have fishable waters. And my water was very, very shallow. And, um, and wow. it was a rocky peninsula. So there was very little small game too. Right. So I don't think people hang out there. So I had no idea that there was all that trash. I was floored about all of the stuff that other people found. And it just shows that like they were in areas that had game and fish. And so people came there. But mine is not a place that people hung wow. out because there was nothing to eat. But yeah, I could host. talk to you for hours on end. And I would love to have you back someday. <laughs> Our time is almost up. Um, you could hear us on Sunday night at 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern at RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. And I'll, we'll talk to you again soon. I really hope we will. Hey, could, we, could I give a plug for some of my things that people can, yes, can plug into? Quickly before Great. the time runs out. Yeah. Bye. So I'm, 
I'm on Patreon, so that's a great way to be involved with what I'm doing and feel like part of my team. So you get like exclusive content, you get some merchandise, you get much more interaction with me. And then I'm also on YouTube. My channel is Buckskin Revolution. And then I have a mailing list on my website where if you sign up for the mailing list, then you'll be in the loop as I get back to teaching in-person courses, my online courses, my books when they're published. So there's lots of ways to follow me and what I do in addition to listening to this lovely interview. Buckskinrevolution.com. Thank you so much. Seriously, sincerely thank you. Yeah. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, my pleasure.